Hello, hello there. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Today we're covering some really hot stories. We have, whoa, Snapchat woes. Ready Player One is blasting off and Jeff Bezos is battling Trump. Who's gonna win? Let's see. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, Geek Nerd Tech. Hey. Welcome to Black Hollywood Live. This is Geek Nerd Tech. As always, I'm in the building of Keely Shine. And to my right is the homegirl, friend, and creative, Cheryl Anderson. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. Goldlink, huh? <laughs> That's what you want right now? I love it. I love it. Goldlink. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, welcome, everybody. Um, we are back in the building, um, ready to cover some dope topics, get into some great conversation. Yep, yep. Um, a lot going on in our world. Man, it's pretty interesting times. Let's just get right into it. You ready? I'm ready. Let's All go. right. So I know you were uh, on your phone checking out the news yesterday with the shooting on the YouTube campus. Mm. That is some crazy stuff. It's just, uh, it just brings so many issues. The gun issues, just privacy, just, I don't know what's happening. It's just, everything is escalating quickly very very quickly very quickly crazy um times that we're living in where yeah. people are so thirsty for uh, fame and visibility and wanting to get their validation of who they are because of the number of likes or views that they mm -hmm. get that this person would would go to the extent of shooting people at the uh, headquarters like at the headquarters because they're not playing her videos like, dog, what type of crazy stuff is this? We like, have changed. We are, I think we're the generation ha that has seen both. We've seen without the social media, and we've seen it with social media. And it is, huh, it is very interesting to watch both dynamics. Um, and I don't know if I can be a part of it, all of it. It's just, it's too much. It links you in. Like, sometimes you need to take a break from social media just to kind of do it. But Speak on it. Just, oh, you're shooting people because they're not playing your video? Like, what? Why? Man, like that that's just it just speaks to the I guess the 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 mentality that that we have as it relates to social media. Like I mean, of course there's there's tons of great and positive things that come out of, you of know, the technology that For we sure. use, but there's always the stuff that's out of balance and out of sync and like this type of it's sad that that the only like I said, people only form of validation it's through, that. it's through that medium. Like they don't have a sense of self-respect or a sense of who they are. It comes from without versus it coming from within. And so it's like, yeah, you're not getting your videos played. You're not getting the likes. You're not getting the visibility. So it causes you to turn to violence. I just think that's crazy. Man. I was reading a story or well, there's two things. So the first one is with the whole like fabulous thing and him going to jail with the domestic abuse with his um, wife. And, um, the game had mentioned that social media is basically kind of ruining this issue for him or this story because it's it's all in your face. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some things that needs to be done in private, and you you know <laughs> allow them to happen and play its course. Not to say that he is he agrees with domestic violence because he does not, but just the fact that it's all in the limelight, so everybody now has a say within your relationship, within your business, within everything else, and you don't have. The privacy or you don't have the, the luxury anymore to kind of just live your life you have to live the, your life with other people watching you and saying all these different things and i remember reading something about i don't know all the the instagram stars or the reality stars but i remember some girl saying that she felt 
she wanted to like take a step away and move from off of social media, but that's how she made her money. Right. And it's sad. It's sad that you have to rely on this source, like for you to live your life. Like that's how you make it, type of thing. Yeah, that's how you make it. And you have a lot of people have the, their public persona, and a lot of people have their private persona. They're living two different lives. But uh, just to give you know you guys out there some context, if if you didn't catch this story yesterday, so. Uh, yesterday, a woman uh, went onto the YouTube headquarters and literally took her nine millimeter Smith and Wesson yeah. and got to shooting people up. She shot three people, um, people that she didn't even know, and may have had nothing to do with it. Had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Hours before her going onto the campus and shooting, she was at a gun range practicing, oh. and she was like, "Okay, I got my practice in. Now let me let me roll up here and shoot up the campus." And so. They're, they're saying that she was extremely upset with YouTube because literally they weren't <laughs> giving her, I guess, the visibility on the platform. Like none, none of her videos were getting <laughs> any views. So she was upset and she was like, you know what, I'm going to do something about it and I'm going to go shoot up your campus. Now I'm going to, and I, for the, the lack of a better word, I don't want to say messy, but I'm going to ask your opinion about this. Do you think that this person is, would you consider them insane or do you think they actually knew what they were doing? I think I, I I think that I think that she was conscious. I mean, I'm not trying to judge, but I, this is just my opinion. I think she was conscious of what she was doing, but I think there has to be some type of mental illness or or some type of uh, something that's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, because like that just I mean the fact that like again if you if you are seeking validation so strongly from without and you don't you don't have that sense of confidence of who you are yeah. and security within with self then that 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 is kind of like an imbalance and so who knows how um how stratified that is as it related to her but i mean i'm not condoning that behavior but i think it's just it's crazy people. innocent people that are just you know feeding their families at work Handle their business. Someone comes up to their workplace and shoots them. That's crazy. They probably didn't even want to go to work that day, and you know now they have to deal with all of this Man. because someone did not feel wanted. Wait, just to switch gears slightly, um, YouTube um, has banned, is banning um, gun making videos. So hmm. you could hop on YouTube prior to this ban and figure out, learn how to make a gun. And so a lot of people are saying, well, hey, if you're able to ban this type of video content, why is it okay that we still have hundreds of thousands of videos that give you how give you tutorials on how to make a bomb? Uh-huh. So you can ban how to put together a gun, but you can't ban how to put together a bomb. It seems like that's a huge like in, imbalance. And so a lot of people are really, really upset about that. So on any given day, there are about 300,000 videos on YouTube that give you like literally a step-by-step blueprint on how to put together a bomb. It could be anything from a pipe bomb, pressure cooker bomb, um, you name the type. And I mean, a lot of people use it as pranks. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are putting videos up there as pranks. People put them up there because a lot of people are doing practical effects, like in movies, so that's how you make an explosion. And then obviously people are doing it because they have more menacing uh, motives and they they want to do it for damage and they want to, you know, for terrorism. So... The question I have for you is, is it a contradiction? Is it a double standard? Why do you think YouTube has strongly opposed gun-making videos but has yet to do the same with bomb-making videos? Because people aren't marching for bombs right now. Hmm. Uh, People are marching for guns and for gun laws and to assist with that. Um, 
I ah, it's such a fine line, such a fine line because I feel like it's a little bit of like freedom of speech, so to speak, to be able to like I should be able to say this or I should be able to do this type of thing. Um, and I use YouTube all the time for tutorials for not for bombs and not for guns or things like that, but for you know different stuff, household items. Um, but I, I I feel like somebody's gonna make that argument of like, well, if I if you know if we got to get rid of this and this and this, then we should get rid of this and this, and so then we come into this whole arena of everything because I don't agree with it that you need you need to get rid of that type right. of thing. So it's like, where's the line, the cut off line for everyone? And I don't think there is one. Right, and you're right. I mean, under the law, um, there is a law called the Communications Decency Act, and was passed in 1996. Mm -hmm. The CDA which states that social media companies are immune from liability for Ooh. uploaded content. The only content they're not immune from is child pornography and se sex trafficking. Mm. And so a lot of proponents are saying, well, that list needs to expand to other things, including guns, bombs, and some people are saying, why? Like, it's like freedom of speech. I should be able to, you know, express myself in video form however I choose. Like, all because I'm giving a tutorial on how to make a bomb doesn't mean I'm using the bomb. Yes. So you have all these the, these varied arguments but and then people are people are kind of questioning YouTube as a company like well don't you have the technology don't you aren't you able to create an algorithm that 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 can give you with pre precise clarity mm -hmm. like who is making these videos or where these videos are coming from or even how to like mute them or shut them out right and so that's kind of what people are requesting at least have more corporate responsibility from Google Google YouTube side to, to kind of minimize or reduce that type of content being displayed on the platform. Do you think that is a good thing for them to do? It's hard because it's like you're going backwards in a way and technology is only moving forward. So yes, it's like we're, I don't want to say we're backtracking, but we're just going to advance even more so someone else is going to find a different way or a different outlet for that to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so regardless, we can keep saying that or they can keep doing the algorithms to make that happen, right. but someone else is going to find another outlet for it to come out. So exactly. either way, I mean, you can try to prevent it, but like I said, it's just you're taking steps back when it's only going to move forward. It's only going to move on more. So right. I don't know if that precaution will actually really work for the long term, if that okay. makes sense. Oh, that totally makes sense. I, I agree with you. Um, just kind of like taking a few steps back back to the YouTube shooting story. So there's another story um, of, of an employee that uh, w was involved, I guess, well, he was on campus and he was like trying to escape. And so he made a post on Twitter saying, hey, I'm okay. Um, like, I'm, I'm not involved in the shooting. Like, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Um, and then, like, immediately within, like, 30 minutes after him kind of making a statement on Twitter, his uh, account got hacked. And the hackers went in and started saying all sorts of stuff. Like, oh, please wow. help me find my friend. I lost him in the shooting. Saying all sorts of stuff that, that was clearly untrue. And so the, the conversation piece is like, man, like, my man posted, like, his real statement and 30 minutes later someone hacked him and started posting all these lies yeah so like hey is twitter as a platform safe like who has the the, the ability to be able to hack someone like that and who knows they could have said all sorts of crazy stuff using this man's account saying he, they could have said he was the shooter they could have said yeah. it was a hundred shooters they could have yeah. just gave all type of misinformation so my question for you is mm. how much responsibility does the ceo jack dorsey or Twitter employees have in t into correcting this type of mismanagement of their platform. 
like because if 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 this is an example of a hack where someone could do it in that short amount of time and and could have potentially said some crazier stuff like that could have just created mayhem they could, like he, again they could have made statements like there's an, a bomb in the building or whatever like it could have just made it worse like so how much responsibility should I be mean, placed on twitter honestly this is my personal and i don't i don't want to play the devil's advocate card but i think he has full responsibility <laughs> like you want people to use a platform in order to for the world and but it's not safe it's just like well why would i want to commit to that why would i want to be a part of that type of thing it's like me going to an amusement park and you know gambling on my life on a ride like i expect for this ride to work like why otherwise why am i coming here type of thing i wanted to come to have fun and now it's like a tragedy and it's the same with social media so like every time i post something or i put something up um there's a chance of getting hacked so speaking of that uh sideline so i have a friend of mine who has a facebook account she's a comedian and i guess someone was trying to you know people do celebrities or whoever they you know sell stories or you know they may do ads for other stuff to make more money too because they have a large following um she i think it was an insta story someone said you know would you like to share this and she said yes they ended up actually somehow some way taking over her account and became the main owner of that account and she cannot do anything about it so now they're putting up like pictures of dead of dead babies and like other type like weird type stuff and people are so she's losing jobs and stuff because people are coming to her page thinking like that's her and that's not her she's not putting up this information but she has no way even through going through facebook or anything else she has no way to get that content or that ownership back wow so and no one's helping her from the company to do it so it's like if you're you want the companies want you to be involved in these things, but they don't want to take the responsibility when things go wrong. Well, I totally agree with you. Um, I guess Twitter tried in this case to to act swiftly, and they were able to get my man's account back. Um, but now yeah, the damages then. I know exactly. The damage <laughs> is already done. So I mean, I, there definitely has to be more oversight and more uh, pre- preventive uh, measures that are employed so that this doesn't happen, especially in such a tragic. Um, event like we had yesterday on on the campus of YouTube. But yeah, I I totally agree with you. That was a great take. Uh, Moving on, though, here's an interesting story. Snapchat, your favorite platform, Cheryl. Let's (laughs) get thee back onto its platform after a racist GIF incident. So let me set it up. So you hop on um, Giphy and you search for the word crime. Crime. And what Mm. comes up, Cheryl? A white announcer celebrating the death of people of color while using oh, a racial so slur. Bad. What? So bad. This is insane. That's so so bad. I hop on Giphy and type in crime, and th- this is what I see. Ooh. So Giphy uh, apologized for the slip up, quote unquote, and the company just... says it's combed through its database several times to detect other problematic gifts. This is upsetting. This is upsetting. So here's the thing. We all know people make mistakes. It happens. Um, sometimes they're little mistakes and sometimes they're mistakes like this that are just huge and humongous and people do not forgive. Um, ah, that oversight is bad. It's bad. And now that it's connected with Snapchat and Snapchat was already doing bad. It's just, ah, so, it's not good. So Instagram and Snapchat have both reinstated Giphy on both of their platforms and they've said well we have stricter moderation now like this probably won't happen anymore uh, we've combed through our database several times and blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> we're not going to have any more problems with racial slurs with gifts okay well I mean dude like that that is offensive like to, number one to have crime associated with people of color did they actually apologize though for that 
Yeah, they apologize. They have a real statement saying for this yeah. particular slur that was on there. Yeah, they apologize. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's upsetting. It's like, man, like I'm I'm trying to, you know, just live my life on these platforms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm just hit with all this like racial slurs and offensive language and obscene content and just, man, that's just terrible. So would this make you not want to fuck with Giphy yes. anymore? Okay. It would. Okay. It would. Well, stand up for something, girl. I mean, <laughs> already with the Snapchat and the whole Rihanna Chris Brown thing, like that was. Wait, were you? But were you like a Snapchat user though? I was. I was until Instagram <laughs> basically Killed did the same off. thing. Right, so right, right, right. I don't use it as much. Got it. As much. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, hey, um, this is an interesting story. Um, are you? My friend, are you a Amazon Prime member? Oh, of course. I think something's already on the way. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, speaking of Amazon, Jeff Bezos did a deal back in 2013 under the Obama administration Uh where he uh, essentially, I mean, a a lot of people probably don't know that Amazon Web Services, they have a huge cloud computing division where they give a a lot of... uh, a B2B support to a lot of companies. I didn't know so, that. So they did a deal. Yeah, so essentially they're able to hold a lot of a, a lot of companies and businesses information in the cloud because they have the infrastructure to do it. So they, they struck a deal in 2013 with uh, the government. Mm-hmm. They actually beat out IBM mm. and the deal was worth $600 million over the course of 10 years. Okay. And, and the deal pretty much just says that it's going to help um, with the cloud services infra- infrastructure with the CIA. Um, and okay. so Amazon announced that the, the deal is expanding um, and they're going to really start to, to ramp up. And so the thing that's interesting about the story is that Trump obviously and Bezos are not friends. <laughs> um, Trump is a, is a vocal proponent of Amazon saying that they should be paying more taxes and that, you know, Jeff Bezos is whack and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so he's actually tried to like make it more difficult for for Amazon and Jeff Bezos by saying that they should... That that they're they're abuse, abusive to the, uh, the the United States Postal Service and like he's just saying all, bigger problems. all this crazy stuff and so uh, do you think that um, but but it's worked like Amazon stock has fallen ten percent because of it like so like Trump you know meddling and meddling in, in the affairs and being vocal against it's Amazon has actually you know hurt their bottom line a little bit and so um, my question to you is. Do you think that Amazon will be okay, or do you think that Trump is going to try to like even go further with his hate I and think attack both. on Amazon? I think Amazon will be okay, and I think that Trump will not stop. <laughs> I think he'll he'll keep going, which is you know because that's what he does. He keeps going. He's still on Twitter. He does rants. He you know he should be in the office running the country, but he's on Twitter run, doing rants about the postal service and Amazon. Like there's bigger problems. Um, but I, I still I yeah, Amazon has a lot of different avenues. Um, and though this is a big one as well, they still, I, I don't think they'll go under. I, I think they'll be fine. It's just a little dip and then the store will blow over and then it'll be fine. Totally agree. I mean, the fact that they already struck the deal under the Obama administration, the deal is locked and loaded. Yeah. The deal can't be rescinded. They have it for 10 years. That means they're going to have it all the way up into 2023. You know what I'm saying? Making that money, 60 million a year, almost close to what I make. But, uh, oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> anywho. Shout out to Jeff Bezos and Amazon. I mean, you never know. Trump may now, it might be on the radar. People might be like, hmm, well, let me, I might need Prime. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It may spark more more attention for them. Hey, it might. 
Well, I know one thing that sparked a lot of attention, and that was Spotify. Yesterday was a huge day for Spotify. Mm -hmm. They uh, dropped their IPO yesterday, and it was a smashing success. Are you a Spotify user subscriber? I am. I I couldn't get into it for whatever Apple Music, Title. Which one? Title. (laughs) Title. Shout out to Dick. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, uh, tell me why you uh, are such a hater when it comes to Not Spotify. Not a hater. I just, so I just never kind of got into the subscription music world. You right, know, right, I just right. didn't want to pay for it. So I was doing Pandora for the longest. Um, and then I got a subscription to Tidal, and okay. then I started, and I actually did not use it for a while. So, and then I, when I started to use it, then I was like, "Oh, it's not bad." Okay. So I just didn't get it into Spotify. Got now it. my niece is a; she has they they help have a uh, subscription right. and all of that. So she uses that, and you know she makes playlists and all that stuff, and we listen to it. So it's great for sure. Well, it's certainly great um, because they, out of all the uh, music streaming platforms, have the most subscribers. And after dropping their IPO yesterday, they uh, garnered a whopping $26.5 billion valuation, which is mm-hmm. huge. And not in the conventional way. Not yes. in the conventional way, yes. So they, they um, are actually becoming innovators in terms of how they drop their IPO yeah. because typically you would have to go through a middleman. Um, you have to go through the big banks. And they, they actually did it in a different way where they allowed their employees – and people that already have investment in the company to be able to sell their stock. Yeah. Um, and so if this case study works, a lot of other tech companies are going to use it as kind of like their roadmap to be able to launch. So we have a lot of a lot of companies that are still uh, private, like uh, Airbnb, Lyft, mm-hmm. and Uber. Like once some of these companies start to go public, and they and they like I said, they have this kind of like pathway of how to get there versus like the traditional conventional way. Like, this is going to be huge. But, hey, Spotify is probably the closest to really, like, doing some damage in the marketplace. Um, they I have 71 million paying subscribers. Woo! Apple Music only has 36. I'm, I'm not quite sure what the title numbers are. But, uh, yeah, they're up there. Um, but, yeah, I think this is cool. Um, Do you use Spotify? No, I'm a title and Apple Music person. Okay. But a, a lot of my friends are Spotify. And so when they come to the crib, they're like, yo, Keely, can I, <laughs> can I plug up my Bluetooth? I'm like, which one you got, bruh? They'd be like, Spot, like, nah, bruh. <laughs> like, anywho. But, yo, I was talking with my friend yesterday, and he actually has a, a into uh, Spotify. And he, was mm-hmm. gonna, he was talking about buying some stock. So I was like, man, like, put me on. Let me buy some stock, yo. But uh, I don't know. Anywho. Sounds good. That's, I think that's a good move for them, that exciting yeah i think it's gonna be dope um i'll tell you what else is exciting mm-hmm. and that is this dope new podcast mm-hmm. on after buzz called conversations with maria menunos if you want to have fun learn and grow in all areas of your life mm-hmm. and i mean i'm sure most of you guys out there really do well, we have the perfect podcast for you and like i said that is the conversations with maria and it is hosted um, by our AfterBuzz TV founder, and she drops it every Friday on iTunes. Nice. And it features celebrity and, in- and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects and areas of your life. Um, it, the range of topics are pretty diverse. And anything and everything between from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and much, much more. 
And yeah, I'd like to shout out Maria because she's a big sister to the Afterbuzz and BHL family yeah. here. And she could also be the, kind of like the big sister that you've always wanted. She has a lot of information and wisdom and advice. And so I encourage all of you out there to go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Um, and yeah, be sure to rate, comment, and when you do, let Maria know that it was sent, uh, that we sent you there. And yeah, I hope you guys check it out. I think it's a fantastic podcast that's yeah. going to give you Sounds a same. lot of information. Well-rounded. Well-rounded. Full circle 360. <laughs> hey, Spielberg's in the building. Ready, player one. Are you going to go see it? I am tossing up. I am tossing up between it. It looks... What? When I went to go see it, um, when I went to go see Black Panther... Uh, when I saw the trailers there, it looked super exciting. Uh, I'm starting to get more into like the digital computer type world uh-huh. movie stuff. But then I saw some of the trailers on TV and it seemed kind of hokey. So I'm not mm. really sure which one it is. I agree with you because like one of the trailers, like it had like it had like more of like a comical feel. Yeah, to it. another one was more more, more dark serious. and more yeah. serious. So it's kind of confusing. It's like, what, what type of movie is this? Well, hey, um, I mean, the movie is an adaptation from the book. Um, but it is a pretty interesting um, concept where mm-hmm. we're in this dystopian world where uh, you know everything is pretty messed up and yeah. the people's form of escape is through uh, a virtual reality universe in which anything and everything is possible. And so this this virtual reality space is called Oasis, where people mm-hmm. can get lost into and essentially uh, there's all sorts of like. Our childhood and yeah. even up up until like now, like just different cool stuff from popular culture that's in, integrated into the movie. Um, but the 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 main uh, storyline of the movie is that the creator of Oasis left the Easter egg in the virtual reality space, and right. so any of the players who can find the Easter egg will get paid a gazillion amount of dollars, and mm-hmm. then will own the the virtual reality yeah, space virtual world, yeah. and so for for most of the players that are in oasis they're coming from a, from a poor community and so it's like oh it's an opportunity for me to get rich i just have to find an easter egg and so there's a lot of uh you know antagonists that are going to prevent the protagonist from trying to find the easter egg but that's all i'm going to say about it i don't want to like give it away hunger games ver- uh meets black mirror type of thing to me oh i like that that's dope yeah i feel that i can see that that's what it reminds me of Speaking of movies, I know that you've seen Black Panther like 18 times. 18 times! I want to get your take. <laughs> I don't think we talked about it. We did not But talk what about did you like about that movie? Um, first of all, I'm just a big fan of Ryan Coogler. Yes. In general. Um, yes. And I just feel like it just kind of changes the narrative of black people. Okay. Talk uh, to me. Versus, uh, especially you, the women. The women were strong, um, but they weren't stereotypical. Okay. They were brown skin. You usually see you. a lot of light skin. They didn't have <laughs> hair, uh, but they still look great, and they were Hell strong, yeah, and they, they had a voice, and they were able to help, and they were sincere in that helping. Um, you see the men um, who are just as strong, and they're all working together. No one is putting anyone down. You see the intelligence of it, uh, the color of the life, and it always, it just, a little, it makes me wonder what if. Mm. Uh, could this have really been a world we could have lived in type Hmm. of thing? Um, It gives you a little bit more hope, a little bit more inspiration. Um, And then it connected me, not only did it do that, but it connected me to the Marvel series. So not only did I watch Black Panther because of everything that I said, Mm -hmm. but it got me interested in Marvel. So I went back and watched movies 
so I can so you caught up caught up okay. so I can be ready for Infinity War. I literally did like I'm Iron Man, all of them, Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor. Like I just went back to, and I actually I was I was. I don't know. I got entranced by it all. I loved it. I <laughs> I, I enjoy the story. So that's it's just now I'm a little bit of a Marvel geek. So hey, I love it. So See? that's what Black Panther kind of did to me. It kind of opened it up opened a different up. world. Right, right, right. For me, it got you more interested and involved in, in the comics. In the comics, yeah. I like that. I think I think everything you said about Black Panther spot on. Just as a prototype and how it modeled kind of what we once had as as a as a people and what we need to strive for and what we're trying to rebuild too. So yeah. I like I like just the imagery, and just the the. The examples that the movie referenced in terms of like the the beauty and excellence of of what of what and who we are and so i think man like the 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 biggest movie of wow. all time a billion like come on man like that's that's amazing i will like, say this though and i know some people my mother especially um with the whole killmonger thing i don't think that killmonger was wrong i may think that some of his approaches were not as great right but i don't think his story was wrong and i actually would like to Ryan, see. I would actually like to see like a prequel of his story and how he got to this point, and you know, hopefully he's not dead For and sure. they can continue on with that story. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, but I just kind of wanted to. Ch- I feel like African Americans sometimes don't see the greatness within themselves in America. Right. We like to really reference Africa, which is great, and the association of it, and you know, it's good to know the foundation of where we come from, but at the same time, recognize the greatness that we have in this country as well. Let's go. So I wanted to, you know, shout out for Killmonger. Like I think that's kind of what he really wanted to do was to highlight you know the african americans in america okay and the greatness that we have as well like we don't want to discount that like we're, we're just as great so let's 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 acknowledge that hot fire as she looks in the <laughs> camera with it with the point and everything all right ca in the building coming up here with the bars i love it because we don't i think we just <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledge it. We don't sometimes. So, okay. you know, we're, we're good. Well, I just want to acknowledge you. You know, I think you're a phenomenal person and creative, and you're a hard worker. And, I, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to come up here and yeah. give your takes on the show. And with that said, I want you to kind of tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter, L I L M I Z C, Little Missy, and on Instagram, L I L M I Z C, only one Z in Instagram. And that's where I'm at. I love it. And all you good people out there, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. As always, we love and appreciate you for tuning in and watching and supporting, always. trying to grow and build. And uh, we will see you next week. This is Geek Nerd Tech. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christian, Tiana we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.